0: You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with Jessie Cave, that's me. I'm currently pregnant with my fourth child and I'm treating this podcast as a pregnancy diary and I wanted to share with you what it's like to juggle work and finding time for each child individually whilst also preparing for a brand new baby. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy it. I've just got back from a scan. I am almost 30 weeks pregnant and I'm being given extra scans this time round because I am measuring small, which usually I'd be thrilled about, you know, being an actress and everything, but it's actually not great if you're pregnant, apparently. I have measured small all three times, but they're taking it more seriously this time round, I think because they're panicking that because my, my last baby 10 was a bit early and he had strep B and they missed a scan. And if I hadn't missed that scan, I don't think that we would have had such a difficult time really. I don't think I would have been induced in such a rushed way. And I I basically think they're, they're, they're trying to make sure that nothing like that happens this time around, even though it's a different hospital. I do, I do actually really enjoy being back at UCH, um, sorry, that's just Alfie opening and closing a door, but he's, he's hopefully not going to come up here and hear me talking. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm having, I'm having this baby at UCH, so he'll be the third baby born there. Ten was born at Queen Charlotte in Hammersmith. And I'm really glad to have moved back to UCH. Not that Queen Charlotte's isn't great, but I will say that the first scan I had there, I did see a rat run out the building. And I don't know if it was actually out of the hospital, the rat coming out, but it was very close. It could have been. And that, that terrified me so much that I never really trusted the hospital after that. So I moved back to UCH, UCLH, I don't know what it's called. Um, and I love the fact that it's in Houston. And every time I go to an appointment, I'm near Planet Organic <laughs> where everything is way too expensive to buy, but they do vegan croissants, which is great for nausea, nausea, which I did have quite a lot in the first trimester. So yeah, back at UCH, they're giving me extra scans and it was quite a stressful experience having the scan done today because it was heaving with people. It seems like everyone is having a baby right now. I don't know why. Um, and there's lots of usually you're only allowed in by yourself. And then when you're actually called in for the scan, you're allowed to call your boyfriend or you know, husband, partner, whatever, and they run to your room and they have to use their intelligence to find the right room. And I've always just been incredibly impressed that Alfie has found the room as quickly as he has, because I have seen a lot of um, women calling their people from outside the scan room be like, you have to go down this corridor, this corridor, this corridor. Um, but maybe it's because we've been there before. But um, yeah, there were so many men there today. I don't know how they got in. They, they cheated the system and they got in. And quite a few children were there, like toddlers, maybe even more than toddlers. And they obviously wanted to come with the dad and the mum to the scan or the the, the mum and dad didn't have anywhere to, to to leave the child. And I completely understand childcare is a nightmare. It's really hard to find someone to look after your child for, even just for an hour sometimes. But I was quite annoyed by these children. I'm sorry. Just because they were being very loud. And I, not that, I, I mean, yeah, again, I'm sorry to say this. I just thought it was quite insensitive to bring your child to a scan when a lot of these women maybe had, you know, scans are quite scary. They're stressful things, I think. They can be amazing things, but sometimes things don't go right and you get bad news or you're really worried about things or it's your first scan you don't even know if you're actually pregnant. And it's quite scary. And to have a kid run around kind of... Who's obviously b- successfully been born and is here? I thought was a bit insensitive, um, but maybe that's just because I was running low on sugar, which was then cured because I had to have a glucose blood test. A fast like, glucose test. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was, but you have to basically drink a glass of sugar, sugar water. Tastes like orange squash at first. You think, oh, this is quite nice orange squash, but then you realise it's just. Is like pure sugar. And very quickly I was dizzy and had to sit down, but no one would give me a seat because all the men were taking up the seats with their kids. And um, so when I had to lie down for the scan, I I was really, really worried that I was going to fall asleep and start snoring. The sugar just done something to my body. I don't know why. It's not like I don't eat sugar, but um, yeah. So it was quite a stressful experience. And I think because... I was there for an extra scan. So it wasn't one of the planned ones. So you usually have them at 12 weeks and 20 weeks. And I I I felt like I shouldn't have been there. And I thought I was just going to get told something awful. And Alfie couldn't be there. And I didn't want to, you know, take my mum, my sister. I thought oh, I was too, it's, you know, because I, I would have had to bring a baby if I'd done that. <laughs> um, and so I thought, oh, I'll just go on my own. And it was weird. I think without him there, I'd never now I realise been at a scan without him there, I felt really odd. I felt like I couldn't quite enjoy it. Not the there to be enjoyed scans, but usually when you see the baby, there's this moment of like, oh my God. And you, you, I don't know, we've held hands or had this moment. uh, Well, I've maybe imagined the moment, but I didn't have that this time. It was very clinical and about the size of the torso and the size of the head and the heart and the the rate of blood flowing from here to here. And um, the baby's face was in, was just, was snuggled into my placenta, which sounds gross maybe to some people, but he wouldn't, he, she, he, she, he, she wouldn't move. Um, so it was quite... Awkward. And they kept trying to get me to turn onto my side, see if she would move or, you know, like put the head back up this way or turn on this side or, and the, the thing just wouldn't, just would not budge, was very happy in this position, kissing my placenta. And I, there was really not much they could tell me. And then they kind of speak in hushed tones, the doctors and the, and, and you just don't really know what's going on. So essentially what I've learned is to not ask any questions and to wait to be told if something is bad. That's my tactic. Because if it's all fine, you know, great. But if something's bad, they have to tell you. So I don't think anything's wrong. I have to go back in two weeks and, you know, until the bath basically just to to monitor how how I'm growing. So I think in the next two weeks I'm going to try as an experiment eating way more. Not that I deprive myself, I definitely don't deprive myself on a daily basis, but I was thinking just as an experiment, I'll actually try this time gaining some proper pregnancy weight. Um, Side note, I have only ever been pregnant whilst working as an, you know, semi-working at least as an actress. I've worked a lot pregnant, which is amazing actually given the industry. I've done a load of jobs where I've been a little bit pregnant or very pregnant. I've been allowed to be pregnant. So it does curtail certain things that you would usually do if you're pregnant. So I think I've never been able to really go to town on on donuts as a pregnant lady or, you know, banana bread or whatever. I And even when I was pregnant with 10 last time, I wasn't actually filming But I was writing Sunset, my novel, and I was very busy. And when you're writing, you can't really eat badly because then you just fall asleep the entire time. So I think each time I've been pregnant, I've been quite disciplined. And right up until today, I've been very disciplined just because, I don't know, I've still got that awful mindset of um, an actress, a failed actress at least. So um, maybe, maybe this is my time. Maybe I'm maybe that maybe I won't be pregnant again. Maybe this is the time to eat every single thing I could possibly want to eat. And yeah, I'll have to, you know, lose it later maybe, but maybe I do that. Maybe I do that. It's just quite scary, isn't it? When you allow the thing growing inside you to ch- change you. So, 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 in such a big way that you might not be able to change back. And maybe I'm ready for that this time. Maybe I wasn't ready before to be changed like properly, like properly physically transformed. But maybe I am ready for that now. Maybe I'll get a bob. Bibi's just had a bob, my sister. Maybe I can do it. Have a complete, complete physical transformation. And this baby that comes out of me soon will be a giant who will win grand slams and l- be a heavyweight champion and be the, the most amazing athlete you can imagine. Like Amazon level skill, muscle mass thing, if that makes sense. We'll see. But my theory is that you are only built to carry the child you were meant to carry. So like in terms of size. So my babies have all been six, five um, pounds. That's that's the only way I know. I don't know the kilogram thing. So I reckon that is the weight of the babies I have. And even if I ate like a horse from this day onwards, I think it would still be six, five because even though Margot was four days late, she was still six five. Donnie, ten days no seven days early six five, and ten, ten days early, ten days, whatever. He, around rand's six five. I mean, he's actually smaller, but he had so much. I think he had so much water in him that that weight was was bought up because of water. We can never know. We can never know. But yeah, I don't actually think it will make that much bigger difference having a bunch of donuts but I might still try. So I thought I would spend a few minutes talking about my second birth story because it's the second episode. And that is my beautiful, amazing, hilarious daughter, Margot, who is now five. I can't believe she's five. She's so funny. And I honestly just, I I have this weird... I just, I just adore her so much. And I think in, in a really narcissistic way, also she's identical to me when I was that age. And I just kind of look at her and think, oh my God, is that what I was like? Is that what, did I do this? And, and I don't think I was nearly as cool as her. And I was definitely nowhere near as confident. Actually this morning, she, she pretended she was a pop star on the way to school and she started doing the American accent and Um, moving her bum from side to side as she walked. And Danny was like, why is she moving her... Why is she moving like that, mummy? And she kept saying, this is how pop stars kiss. And then she'd blow me a kiss and then walk with her arms out to the side. And she did this the entire way to school. She pretended the baby was her husband and she was saying goodbye to her husband before she went off to work. It was so funny. And then when we got around the corner, she... (laughs) She thought I was right behind her. And so she kept doing her accent and her pop star act. But a boy from school walked past her and she ran back to me. Her skin had immediately gone like red. She was completely blushing. She was like, mommy, I thought that was you, but it was Jack. It was Jack from school. He saw me do my pop star. (laughs) Very, very funny. Anyway, she's been like that since she was born, really just completely her own individual character and actually looking back at her birth I think yeah maybe there's something to be read into births and how they develop because she just she just was so ready to come out even though she was late she I think she would happily stayed in there for a few more days but at this point I had really got uncomfortable I was 40 plus four day uh you know weeks days Celebrity Big Brother is on and it was that really stressful series where they were all really nasty to each other. And I remember every night watching it and getting really like having contractions because I was so tense watching this reality TV show, which is pathetic, but still. And it got to four days after and you know how they say you shouldn't worry about you should you should you should worry if it reduces movement, basically, if it stops kicking so much or it changes. And um, I've always been super paranoid about that. And had to spend long periods of time when I haven't felt much movement, just trying to get the baby to kick by clapping or jumping or, you know, putting ice on my belly or whatever. But she hadn't really slowed down movement, but it got to the point where it was about 6am on a Tuesday morning. Was it a Tuesday or a Monday? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And, um, I was lying there in the morning, and I was—I was sure I was having some form of more regular contractions, but not enough to warrant going in at all. But I had noticed that she hadn't kicked in a while, and being paranoid, I immediately got Alfie up. I rang my mum who lived nearby. I said, "Please, can you come over to look? after And I think I've got to go to the hospital. I've got to go to the hospital." I woke up. Alfie said, all right, all "Right, it's time. We're doing it." got the bag went in to UCH and it was very quiet at this time in the morning luckily in the triage place and I was taken in they assessed me everything was fine but it was a trainee midwife who was a little bit um she wasn't very confident when she assessed me and something happened where for some reason Margot's blood or heart rate spiked momentarily. And the midwife panicked and pulled the emergency cord. <laughs> and so a doctor rushed in and said, what's happening? What's happening? And the midwife said, I don't know. I just thought that, you know, I, basically it was clear that she had made a mistake and the baby was actually fine. But because it was early in the morning and I was 40 plus four and I said I was uncomfortable, which I was, but I think I, I probably could have lasted a few more days. They were like, do you want to go upstairs to the labor ward and be induced? And I think at this point I was so, I really didn't have that much experience because of Donnie being with an epidural. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's go upstairs. And I think they were they were covering their backs that she had maybe made a mistake and, and worried me, even though I was completely fine. And she was, you know, I was, uh, she was lovely. And I was like, oh no, don't worry. It's fine and everything. So I went upstairs and this doctor said, Right. Um, so, do you want me to break your waters now? And again, I was like, "Yeah, okay. Yeah, great. Okay, cool." I didn't really think about it, but I let him. And I was at this point completely ready for her to arrive. I, I just wanted, I just wanted it to happen. So, yeah, I let him put the knitting needle thing inside me. It looks like a giant knitting needle, and he sweeps round, and goes, basically, you know, breaks the waters, or whatever. They broke, all fine. He says, okay, cool, see ya, see ya, bye. And then nothing happened. And we're in the room, Donnie and Margot, I mean, Margot was still inside me, sorry. Donnie came to visit with my mum and BB. We had some lentil chips. Alfie was kind of, we were just kind of hanging around. He went to get me some snacks and they said, okay, a couple of hours went by and nothing had happened which I think is typical of me with my waters breaking now. And they said, right, we probably should induce you because nothing's happening. Are you okay to do that? And again, I was like, "Yep, yeah, great, cool." Didn't think about the pain at all because I hadn't experienced the pain yet because of Donnie. So, they said, "Okay, you probably should eat something now because uh once you have the in in the inducing drip thing, then you're going to, it's going to be pain quite quickly and you won't be able to keep anything down. And again, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just eat something. So they put the drip in and I was getting ready to eat a bounce ball, an almond bounce ball. I did. I had one bite and before I'd even swallowed, I was having an extreme contraction. I mean, so extreme. I remember thinking this can't be, this, this can't be right. I must be dying. And my mum was there now, I think. And I kept having the contractions. And very quickly, it was clear that she was going to come quite soon. Um, the contractions went so like they were violent. I was, I was screaming. I was, I mean, it was horrendous. And I kept saying to my mum, this can't be right. This can't be right. And she kept saying, it is, it, no, it is right. It is right. Um, and then two and a half hours later, I think she was, she was out and she immediately cried. She, she immediately was kind of alert And on me and feeding, she just, she fed so naturally that it was, uh, it was just so moving because I hadn't had that experience with Donnie and it just felt so kind of just amazing and natural. And yeah, it was just, it was incredible. And then, and then me and Alfie had an honest burger at that point, I wasn't vegan and I think people came to visit and everything was just so, so, so lucky and amazing. And we were able to go home, I think the next day. And now looking back at my experience with 10, I just realized how privileged that was and how unbelievably just, just how lucky we were to have that experience because it was a, a genuinely good birth experience even though it was painful and you know traumatic and everything in terms of what you know birth can be it was a really good a good one and she was basically attached for me attached to me for two years and has been ever since and I just yeah I think it's just so great weirdly weirdly when she was 18 months old she got sick a little bit sick um just with a fever and stuff and I I thought okay I should take her to the GP so I took her to the GP the GP checked her whole body for a rash and I hadn't checked her the soles of her feet just because I didn't think to I checked her entire body but I hadn't checked the soles of her feet and she did have a tiny a tiny little rash it didn't even look like one of the meningitis rushes you see, but they immediately called an ambulance. It was terrifying. So this was in central London. They they got the ambulance to go to UCH. We were put in the ambulance. She wasn't really conscious. It was it was so bizarre because up until I'd gone to the GP, I had still been like, oh no, she's a little bit sick, but it's fine. I hadn't quite clocked, oh no, she's really sick, and I I I, I will never make that mistake again. Hopefully but it's so easy to, it's so easy to miss the tiny little things. And so we were in the hospital in the ER and she was having to have something put into her with a needle. It was very distressing. And I think my brother, who's an A&E doctor, he happened to be nearby. So he came and spoke to us. It was, it was such a surreal experience. Alfie was in Liverpool performing and was rushing back it was all happened within the space of i mean like an hour maybe it was it was so odd but then the doctor who had broken my waters two years almost before he came in he saw me saw margot and he said do i know you and i immediately said you broke my waters you broke my waters for her and he was like, yes, I remember. I remember you. Don't worry, you're going to be okay. And then walked on. And honestly, I just think that was just the best moment. And this doctor I love, I just love him. I really want to see him again. <laughs> so that's my birth story for Margot. Margot Mary. And I think that's all I'm going to say in this little little podcast today. I will be back for episode three where I'll talk about the entirety of my experience with 10 and the pregnancy and the strep B scare and the trauma of his birth. And, um, yeah, it w- it should be a fun one. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. And if you are pregnant or you are wanting to be pregnant or you've got a new baby or got kids, I am sending lots of love to you because, yeah, it's hard, but it's also just so amazing. And I hope that um, everything is going well right now for you. Lots of love. Bye.